Hey, it's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. The Trek Geeks podcast is back. Here we are with episode six, and I'm your co-host, Bill Smith, and I bring in now the ever-so-talented and high-in-demand Dan Davidson. Dan, how are you today? I am good. I can't believe it's already six episodes in. I know. It feels like we were just doing five. That's funny. I like that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the demand, the uh, the response has been great. The uh, the uh, communication that we've been getting with a lot of people involved in Trek is just continuing to pour in. Uh, couldn't be happier. In episode six, we got some fun stuff today. You know, um, you've been doing a lot of work and setting up interviews with various people associated with Star Trek, and this was one of the first people you actually um, contacted. Uh, shortly after we talked to Michelle from Star Trek Continues. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about today's episode? Yeah, um, as everyone knows, we are just so high up on on how we appreciate Star Trek Continues, and we've reached out to several folks involved in the show. And uh, for those of you that have watched episode three, Ferris of them all, uh, we get our first glimpse of this actress uh, who um, did a fantastic job uh, in the episode. Uh, her name is Kat Roberts, and she plays Lieutenant Palmer in the episode, and uh, reached out to her through her Twitter feed a few weeks back and instantly got a response back that she'd love to do the show, and uh, we're really excited to be welcoming her, her here shortly. And I think the best part about this conversation with Kat is that she's one of us. I mean, she is a true Star Trek fan, and I think that that's you know the most entertaining part of it for me, um, especially. You know, it's one thing to talk to somebody associated with Star Trek, but then to find out that they're as big a geek as we are um, yeah. <laughs> made it yeah. so much more enjoyable. Yeah, it's great, and 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 just in the communications that we've had in the in the uh, week or two leading up to today's episode, you can tell the enthusiasm that she has for the show and and for and for what it represents. And uh, so we can't wait to get her on and uh, and hear what she has to say about how this all began and how she got started in it and where it's going. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a good time to transition over to the interview. So now uh, sit back and take a listen to Episode 6 with Kat Roberts from Star Trek Continues. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we have, uh, we've been really thrilled with the response and the willingness to come on to the Trek Geeks podcast from so many folks associated with Star Trek continues. Uh, Bill and I have talked about it just about every show. Uh, we can't say enough good things about it. Uh, and it shows us and it shows all the listeners how passionate the actors are about the project. Uh, and we couldn't be more happy with the response. Uh, we've talked to Michelle uh, Specht. We've talked to Larry Nemechek. Uh, we're going to be talking to many others. Hint, hint. Um, and today's guest is no different. Uh, as described on the Star Trek Continues website, as well as IMDb, she is a highly successful radiologist by day and an actress by night. You've seen her as the lovely and sinister-looking Lieutenant Elizabeth Palmer in the Mirror Universe uh, Episode 3, Fairest of Them All. Uh, and by some of the pics I've seen of her online, I'm hoping that we're going to be seeing her in our own universe in an upcoming episode. Uh, Bill and I would like to welcome Kat Roberts to the show, and uh, Kat, we're thrilled that you could join us here today to discuss Star Trek Continues. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. And can I tell you, so I've been interviewed before for Doctor Things, mm -hmm. but no one's ever interviewed me before for Star Trek Things. This so, is the first uh, one? That's awesome. This is the first one. 
It's so great. So thank uh, you for having me. Oh, we're thrilled. It was great because we had Michelle as our first ever guest for Star Trek Continues, and now you having your first Star Trek interview. So that's fantastic. Well, I guess the first question uh, for your first official Star Trek uh, interview is, how did you actually get involved in Star Trek Continues? So, okay. So this is a little crazy, but I, I've been going to Comic-Cons for years, and I was at Phoenix Comic-Con in 2013, and I was in the elevator going up to the Hyatt. You know, it's like 20 floors of the Hyatt, really long time in the elevator, and I am dressed as, yes, Peter Bankman from Ghostbusters, as you do, with <laughs> a course. full functioning proton pack. Wow. And I start talking to this guy in the elevator. And it is Chris Duhan. And he says, hey, we've got this premiere of Star Trek Continues tonight. He's, and we start, talked a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm a crazy Star Trek fan. And I just I hadn't heard of it. And he's like, well, you should come. And I was like, heck, yeah, I'm coming. And so I went to it and saw the premiere of Pilgrim of Eternity. So and it was unbelievable. And then afterwards, I'm not quite sure how this came about, but my husband found the Kirk starter because it was actually quite a bit afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I got the walk-on role as the best Christmas present ever. Wow. I know. (laughs) I was going to say, if you got involved in the show just by simply being in the elevator and running into Chris, I was going to make sure you told us where all of the cast is going to be at conventions (laughs) coming up because Bill and I would have been at every elevator waiting for someone to be in there. Yeah, no, it's Kirkstarter. It's Kirkstarter. Oh, that's fantastic. So you were, it was one of those, um, like they did recently with Kirkstarter 2, a certain level, you get a walk on roll. That's fantastic. That's exactly what it was. That's, um, that's great. And, and of course, uh, as I teased a moment ago, uh, we've seen you in the Mirror Universe, which was yes. awesome. Yep. And by some of the pictures I've seen, can you tell us if you're going to be on again? <laughs> I will be. I will be in episode four. Excellent. Yeah, That's it great. Turns out, yeah, they contacted me, and it actually makes sense for Palmer to be back in episode four. You know, I, Palmer has. Um, if you have you ever read the books, the Mirror Universe books? Oh yes. Yep. So Palmer is actually a bigger character yep. in the Mirror Universe after Uhura kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. You know, and Uhura was always so. Um, completely loyal and dedicated to Kirk that, you know, he, in the mirror universe, she never would have switched and stayed with Spock. So Spock actually has to have a communications officer. So it made sense to have me there. And it actually makes sense to have Lieutenant Palmer back in episode four again. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm a, uh, as, as I've talked about in previous podcasts, I'm a huge mirror universe fan. Read tons of, uh, David Mack is just fantastic as a mirror universe author. I love that whole thing. Yeah, so that's 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 great to hear, and then uh, we're looking forward. Now I'm even looking forward to episode four even more. <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm so excited. Um, I guess uh, I know that uh, we've got a whole list of questions. I know that Bill has a couple as well, and uh, I don't think we've heard much from him because I'm so excited to talk to you. So I'm going to let Bill jump in for a few minutes, and I'm going to uh, try to get this frog out of my throat. So I'm going to turn it over to Bill for a moment. It's my turn. Excellent. Uh- <laughs> Kat, how did, how did your Star Trek fandom begin? Um, you know, what point did, was it TOS that got you started into Star Trek or, or which one was it? Oh, absolutely. It was TOS. So I was, you know, a reruns kid, but I, it was just me and my dad growing up and that was something we always did together. So we always watched Star Trek together 
and then we watched them over and over and over and over. And I, I, I really like next gen and, but to me, I, to this day, I still watch these over and over and over. I just, I love TOS. Do you recall the first episode you ever saw? Um, I remember, well, one of the episodes that I remember distinctly was, um, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name now, but it's, it's, it's when they finally get to see the Romulans, uh, you know, they finally get to see them. Yeah, Balance of Terror. Balance of Terror. Thank you, Balance of Terror. Yes, yes, yes. So (laughs) since I had watched them as reruns out of order, when you first see the Romulan come on screen, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Spock's dad. And I was just so confused. And I was like, what does this mean? I had, what, what does the whole thing mean? Like, are Vulcans really Romulans? I was just like, I was so confused. And then, yeah, so that one, that one, that one actually made a specific impact, but it was only because I had watched them out of order and thought that was Spock's dad. And I just, I couldn't understand the whole implications. <laughs> Do you wow. have a, an all-time Crazy. favorite episode? I Well, okay. First of all, like Dan, I'm a, a huge Mirror Universe fanatic. Um, but the other one I really love is kind of obscure. Okay. It's um, For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. Yeah. So because it's so much about bones. And, of course, I love all of the main characters, but it's – it's just so much about Bones, and I, I always wanted to know more about him and his feelings, and I, I just thought that one was terrific. So did Bones influence your career path at all? I, you know, I absolutely, but it wasn't just Bones. I mean, it, I, I didn't grow up and say, you know, I want to be Bones because I wanted to be Uhura, so I wanted <laughs> to be, you know, I definitely wanted to be Uhura, but you know, I things about Star Trek that really impacted me. Uh, there were so many things, but I, I loved that um, all the Starfleet officers were so professional and it just really mattered whether you could do the job. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, you could still be like, like these pretty gorgeous curvy girls, uh, but be a scientist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. So sure. that was really big. And then, I think um, I, I went into radiology because I, I think always in Star Trek, they looked inside people. They didn't just sort of lay their hands on people and guess. I like looking inside. Like mm-hmm. if you've got a headache, I don't want to be laying my hands on you and guessing whether you just have a headache or you have a brain tumor. Yep. I want to look, you know. And then in Star Trek Four Voyage Home, you know, the hospital scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, where he's like, like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> okay, trivia question alert. Uh, since uh, oh, no. For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky is one of your favorites, can you tell me what condition McCoy had? Come oh, on now. Come on, Doc. <laughs> no pressure. I don't, I don't know. See, this is what I have to deal with every week when we don't have guests on the show because Bill does stump the geek because he thinks oh. I know everything about Trek, which I do. Oh. but. <laughs> We'll let you think about that one for a little while. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're not even going to let her off the hook? All right. Xenopolycythemia. Say that nice. again. <laughs> Xenopolycythemia. Excellent. <laughs> totally should have totally known that, man. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll let it pass. Thank you. Um, I guess to tie the questions that Bill was asking in, um, 
as a fan, it's got to be amazing to be standing on those sets when you're filming. Um, and does it feel like, because the attention to detail that Vic and everyone has, does it feel like you're kind of stepping back into the 60s when you're on the set? And is it ever overwhelming that you're now part of this iconic show and really making history as the show is continuing on? I, I, I am so fortunate to be a part of this. I, I can't even express to you. And being on the sets, um, again, this is really hard to express, but, you know, I, I'm not an actress. And I wasn't sure how it would feel to, you know, to be on these. And, but when they start shooting, it's like the cameras and the lights and everyone watching disappears. And it feels really real. I mean, as dumb as it sounds, it feels so real. So in episode four, and I don't know if it'll make it in episode four, but there is one part where I am almost crying. And it's not because I'm a wonderful actress. I am almost crying because of what's happening. It's it's in interesting. The story. It's interesting you say that because Michelle she couldn't talk about it obviously, which which is totally understandable, but she did say how emotional this episode is gonna be. Oh my god. So it just makes us more and more excited when you totally discuss the same type of things that she did as to what we can expect when episode four comes out in the spring. Oh yeah. That's great. It's you mentioned one thing a few minutes ago. Um it's when we're watching the show, you don't we don't see it as a set. We see it as the real ship and everything. And then you see pictures that um, Michelle and Vic and everybody has posted of behind the scenes where you've got all the cameras and the walls of and, and construction and the, and all kinds of equipment. And it, it, it looks so strange because we don't, we don't think of it like that at all. Like you just said, you don't think of it as a, as a set. And that's uh, that's, that's great to hear that people that are actually making the show have the same oh, yeah. thought process as the fans do. Yeah, and actually a lot of the sets, and there's a walkthrough, a lot of them are physically contiguous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you walk in and you turn left and there's sick bay and you turn right and there's the transporter room and you go down the hall and there's the Jeffrey's tube. And, you know, there's, it, it actually all, a lot of it all connects. Mm-hmm. So when they've got it set up with the lights, uh, you know, it, it just, it feels really real. And Scotty's engine room will be there pretty soon. I know. How great is that? Right. Oh, Scotty needs an engine room. Yeah, and he got it. We so. haven't talked about that very much. The The response from Kirk Starter 2.0 was Bill and I would – the last day we were watching. I was clicking refresh oh, on my yes. screen every 10 yes. seconds and it yes. just kept watching going up and up. Up and up. And even though it was a far, it was, it was a far distance from that next level – I actually thought for a while that somebody was going to go in there with one of the 10 grand yeah, at, the right at the last minute and really make it. But for the amount of money that was raised, we 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 were so excited for for you guys and for us the fans to see it reach the level it did. And it's I it's it's so incredible the support that's come up and it's it's so important because really Vic was putting in a lot of his own personal money to do mm-hmm. this. And then everyone's just volunteering all those actors that are there you know the real ones not me they're they're volunteering right right? you know they flew out there and it's their time and it's they love the fans so much and they love what they're doing so much it's it's just incredible and then just to have that love given back to them means so much how exciting was it uh 
to win the award uh, for best web series uh, oh. a couple of months ago. <laughs> that was terrific. That was absolutely great. The, the winning awards is crazy. And, and you know, you're up against good people. Yeah, and today is the last day. I think it might have already passed for the Telly Award. I think it might have passed. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the Telly Award. So we know you voted. Yes, when is, the, when is that going to be uh, announced? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, we'll check. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just listen to Twitter. Twitter is my only social media since, you know, I've got, you know, kind of a demanding day job. So the, I just get all of my news through Twitter. <laughs> so uh, on your uh, on your IMDb, uh, I can't even talk today, your IMDb page, it says you've got a bucket yes. list. You wanted to play oh, Palmer again, yeah. which you've done. I have. I know I'm going to have to change my bucket list, I guess. And it says you also want to play a Klingon and an Endorian. I do. What are the odds that we can talk them into working that in? Well, on Star Trek Continues, probably not. Because <sighs> they, no, they discuss this. You, you have no idea the attention to detail and how serious they are about you know, the characters. So for an example... Um, they were filming four and five at the same time. So I am literally there. Like, I could just be walking down the hall, just to have another person walking down the hall. They don't do it because it doesn't make sense for Palmer to just show up out of nowhere. I mean, they're really serious about the stories. Okay. So I, I, it's just, they're, they're, they're really serious about the story. So, Will, so for me to show up as a Klingon, <laughs> Is not going to happen. Not uh, we're going to hold out hope, teaching. though. I'm dying to be a killing. <laughs> and I want to be blue. <laughs> Definitely want to be blue. It's funny. I, I look back in, at, at the original series when they had a couple episodes with Andorians. Jeffrey Combs totally defined what an Andorian is like during Enterprise. And it's, it's too bad that Enterprise didn't last as long as it did because he was fantastic uh, as Shran and uh, – and Andorians, I think a lot of books have come out on the on the Andorians and what they're like. Very complicated race. Um, I would definitely love to see you show up as an Andorian sometime. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so too. It is on the bucket list. So, can you confirm that you're in episodes four and five? No, I'm, I can confirm that I'm in only four, and you shall not be seeing me in five. Okay, oh, good to know. Okay. All right. Well, I will be looking. I'm, I'm hoping that you mentioned that you don't know if it's going to make it in, but I hope that all of your scenes, especially the very emotional one, uh, oh. makes it in. We're looking for. I mean, we've we've got the title, and and there's been a lot of discussion on social media about what the title means. But you guys do a good job of not really leaking anything because nobody's got a clue. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying a thing. No, we won't try to get it out of you. We'll behave. <laughs> Uh, one other thing that we have seen um, is uh, Bill noticed that you have got a producer credit uh, on Red Shirt Diaries. And, I'm so uh, excited about Red Shirt Diaries. How'd you get involved in that project? So, I, have you seen Red Shirt Diaries? So you know what it is. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's Ensign Williams doing a uh, like a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like a video log yep. of every single TOS episode. So, since I get all of my news through Twitter. I saw this on Twitter, and I watched one, and I just love it. Like, I just, they just break my heart. I love them so much because it's a way for me to re-enjoy the episode again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Ashley and I just started talking uh, through Twitter, 
As you do. I've met the nicest people through Twitter, I swear. I love Twitter. Um, And, well, what happened was she asked me to be Yeoman Rand. Awesome. I'm going to be Yeoman Rand. That's great. That's so cool. In the second season. So we had already decided that I was going to be Yeoman Rand for the second season. And I, I love what she and Jason are doing. So when they had their fundraiser... I donated to that too. Excellent. Because I love what they're doing. That's and I just, I want to support them. So I'm so excited. We're hoping to have them on fairly soon. I was uh, tweeting oh, back and forth oh. with Ashley the other day and uh, they just, they're doing such a great job with, uh, they did such a great job with the first season and I can't wait for season two. It's really entertaining. Yeah, it's going to, I'm. it's really exciting. And then um, I actually have the Rand. If you looked on my IMDb page, there's a picture of the Rand wig test. Oh yeah, I saw that. So that's I'm pulling gonna, that up right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the Rand wig. Speaking of Twitter, um, <clears throat> I do want to say that, and and I actually sent you a, a tweet yesterday about it. Your conversation with Todd yesterday, uh, in regards <laughs> for those for those of you who don't know Todd Habercorn, who plays Mr. Fox so brilliantly on the show. Very interesting conversation yesterday on Twitter in regards to how he would look in a bikini. And I can guarantee you that we are going to be talking to Todd very soon uh, as an interview. Um, I just kind of gave a spoiler out. But rest assured, we will be asking him about that specific tweet when we talk to him. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that was pretty entertaining. (laughs) It's always nice to see the sense of humor, which is another thing that I think is great. All of you guys are are great at sending out behind the scenes pics of when you're doing filming, and it looks like you guys just have so much fun on the set. Oh you, and it, it's it's so great nice. to see. Yeah, they're so I I I mean I'm I'm I'll just tell you I'm nobody, and I showed up, and they welcomed me like I was family, and we spend all day on set, and then in the evenings everyone goes out together. So we spent all evening together, too. So every night we all go out to, you know, the rest, all different restaurants or we all go see a movie. And I, I didn't, you know, since I have no frame of reference, I thought that was normal. Yeah. And that's, I guess, really unusual that they all love each other so much and they just welcome you in. And suddenly, you know, a cat, I'm like, I'm on all these mass emails and they text each other and I'm like, I'm not should are did you know like now I have all of your emails and your phone number should I have your phone number I don't know but that's how much I they just they it, truly welcome you with open arms and I was kind of a doofus on set I made all kinds of mistakes so can't believe they still like me that's great how long um how long do the um shoots usually take for any particular episode are you there for a, a number of days or is it one or two day thing so it's 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 uh it's about a two week shoot but then you know i'm not in it a whole lot so right. i don't have to be there all two weeks so mm-hmm. i just kind of pop in for a, a handful of days and then out yeah well that's great we're looking yes. forward to episode four so much <clears throat> oh. <laughs> so you mentioned uh venkman cosplay at the beginning of the podcast do you yeah. do do you go to a lot of conventions and do a lot of cosplay I do. I do. I do. I, I just, I love the cosplay. I've been doing it for about 10 years. So. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So favorites are, uh, Venkman is always a crowd favorite. 
with the proton pack that lights up, that's always great. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do a, a, a princess bride. Okay. Wow. I do Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Um, my wife will be very happy to hear that one. She is a huge Scooby-Doo fan. <clears throat> do you do? Uh, uh, do you make it out to Vegas at all for the big Trek Con? Or so um, last year was the. Vi- I was actually afraid to do an. All- this is silly. I'll share it with you. Okay. I was actually kind of afraid to do an all Trek Con. I've been going to Comic Cons yeah. for years and years and years and years, and I I just you know I love Trek. And I know more Trek than the general public, but I don't know. I, I was afraid that if I went to a Star Trek only that maybe I wouldn't know enough or I, I don't know what. But so I finally like bit the bullet because, you know, all of the Star Trek Continues people were there. So they're like, yeah, just come out. It's Vegas. You just get in the car and drive. And I was like, all right. So I went there. And again, it was like finding my people. Yeah, very much so. I, and it was and it was OK if. Yeah, like I can't win the Trek trivia contest because I can't. Xenopolycythemia. Xenopolycythemia. I that one I'm getting. Oh, that's great. But it was just it was like finding your people, and so now I'm totally going to the Star Trek Las Vegas one. I'm go- this year and probably every year. I uh, that was my first reaction when I went to Vegas the first time because you know it's a huge convention. I mean, you've seen that convention hall; it's gargantuan. It's the oh, biggest yeah. one I've ever seen. And you're in a room full of, you know, four or 5,000 people that are automatically your friends. And it's such an incredible feeling. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. I mean, it, they, it is. It's like just add water, instant friends. Yeah. Isn't that right, Dan? Um, oh, I knew you were going to say something. Okay. Here's the story, Kat. <clears throat> I have not yet had the opportunity to go to the Vegas convention. And he is not going to let me live it down. I have been saying that. I am going to plan on attending the 50th anniversary, not this summer, but next summer. That's not good enough. Nope. And he's shaking his head right now, which you can probably see. Uh, I can um, see. But I, it is something that I, I'm really looking forward to. Um, I've been to Vegas once in my life, and that was pretty much to go and see the Trek experience before it shut down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bill has been talking so much about how great it is there and how you can be walking through one of the uh, dealer rooms and just start talking to actors. Uh, uh, Michelle is a perfect example. He met her yes. He met her last year and didn't realize it was her, super fan. Um, but uh, at the same time, you're going to have a lot of these experiences at a place like this. We had the opportunity to go to the Boston convention this past summer, and it was my first convention in... 15 years maybe and it just really it just really lit that fire again and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh to get out there probably next year uh Good. but I will uh, see you there I will buy you a drink there I will be looking for you yes Who's that'll be fantastic Forks bar and <laughs> That was such a nice addition last year too the Quarks yeah. bar Yeah Absolutely. They actually had a bar for. They actually did that for the convention. Yeah, they um they took one of the the spare convention rooms and turned it into Quark's bar for the weekend. It was really kind of cool. You would have oh, known it had great. you been there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> had you been there? This is what I have to put up with all the time, Kat. So you see, as you mentioned a minute ago, you're instant family when you come on to the Trek Geeks podcast. So you get to listen to us bicker back and forth. I love it. <laughs> love it. So, so uh, oh, go ahead, Dan. In, Sorry, in, a, in addition to Trek Continues and yeah. Red Shirt Diaries, yeah. what else you got coming you know, up? I, I do have sort of a, a demanding day job. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. 
if we can yeah. okay with that. Yeah, being the doctor thing, it comes <laughs> up. So, you know, I have um, a couple little projects, but coming up, they're uh, movies that are just going to be filmed here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing little parts in those, but they're not Star Trek. That's okay. We'll be looking forward to seeing you in anything because uh, you did a great job uh, in uh, the Mirror Universe episode, and we're really looking forward to seeing you in episode four. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. Um, Bill, any uh, any other final questions we have? We don't want to take uh, all of Kat's time. Um, by the way, I do want to say I really am happy to hear you say Phoenix because being from New England, a few weeks ago, Phoenix was the center of our universe for the Super Bowl, and uh, we had a great time watching it. Oh, great. Thank you. It was all me. Yes, thank you. You, you were the one that, uh, that gave that little extra spark so that we could win the Super Bowl uh, as Pat's fans. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Kat, where can people find you on social media if they want to um, you know, uh, read more of the, your tweets? The only place you can find me is on Twitter. And I don't know if you've ever made a login name a really long time ago yeah. and then you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So... I'm going to tell you what it is, but I got to be able to explain it. So it's, I dated Fabio, but I did not date Fabio. (laughs) Oh, that makes perfect sense. It's it's really obscure, but you had to have watched a TV show called Average Joe. And it was Average Joe Hawaii. Okay, right. Where they take a girl and they've got two sets of guys. Like they're like these gorgeous guys that are total bastards. And (laughs) like normal guys who are great. So at the end of Average Joe Hawaii, and there's been this this secret this whole time about that girl. And you're like, oh, my gosh, is she, like, dying? Is she really a man? You know, like, what's the (laughs) secret? And it comes down to the end, and, you know, it's whether she's going to pick the the gorgeous guy who's a jerk to her or, like, the really awesome, nice guy, the normal guy. And, of course, she picks the jerk. And so she tells him her big secret, and he dumps her. And the secret is... I dated Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I made my Twitter account. Because I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and why did you pick the jerk? You should always pick the That's nice so true. guy. Yeah. That's funny, Bill, because I think that – doesn't your wife ask that question all the time? She, every single time. Why did I pick that jerk? <laughs> See, it never stops, Kat. It's always back and forth. You should hear us when we're not recording. That's all I got to say. <laughs> We'd have to tag the explicit, you know, tag on yes. that one if we did that. There you go. <laughs> so I dated Fabio on Twitter. I'm sure hey. that uh, as Bill and I are uh, certainly uh, um, follow you on Twitter, and and we love seeing your posts, and and uh, we love the show. As I have said before, Star Trek continues right now is the definition of Star Trek. There is nothing out there right now that comes close to what you guys do. It is fantastic, and we wish you guys all the success in the world going forward. Thank you. You guys are the best. (laughs) Her name is Kat Roberts, folks. She is Lieutenant Elizabeth Palmer on Star Trek Continues. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today on the Trek Geeks podcast, Kat. Thank you. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you in Episode 4. Thanks a lot. And we'd really like to thank Kat for appearing on today's episode. You know, Dan, I think we realized that after the fact, but she's actually playing a character that occurs in canon. Yes. Um, it was funny when we were talking to her, she mentioned it briefly, and, and I kind of was dumbfounded for a second that Lieutenant Palmer is actually in 
Doomsday Machine. Uh, it was an episode that when I would watch growing up and continue to watch, I'm always like, where the heck is Uhura in this episode? She's not around. And they've got this girl in the communication station, and I've never seen her before. And Lieutenant Palmer, that is the character she plays. So she is a an original series character um, who she is playing fantastically. And as we said during the interview, cannot wait to see what happens in episode four with her and the rest of the crew. Well, we're glad we get to learn more about Palmer and uh, we're, we're really excited to have talked to Kat and we hope to have her back on the podcast uh, after the next episode is released. And I, I think the countdown is 82 days from, from this particular recording. So, um, we uh we like I said we can't wait and as soon as we have more updates and and more news on Star Trek continues we'll be sure to let you all know. Um, Dan, if you would be so kind to tell the people listening how they can find us. Sure, uh, as always, you can give us a call at five zero eight seven eight four one seven zero one. Leave a voicemail. Let us know what you think. How we're doing. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekgeeks. Uh, you can call us on Skype and our call sign is trekgeeks and Twitter. Uh, to get both of us at the same time, just send a tweet to at Trek Geeks. Bill is at Trek Geek Bill, and I am at DCDDS9. Uh, if you want to send us an email, please feel free to do so. Dan at TrekGeeks.com, Bill at TrekGeeks.com, or TrekGeeks at Starfleet.com. We want to have as many possible ways for you to contact us as possible. <laughs> we may add three or four more by the next podcast. We're not really sure. We're kind of going back and forth on that one. We're working on a way to get carrier pigeons accepted. <laughs> Um, That's right. As one thing yet. to keep in mind is if you do contact us uh, by any of those means, uh, just remember that your comments can and probably will be used in future episodes because we like to let people know what you are saying about us, whether it is positive or negative. That's right. And if by some chance you're downloading the show using iTunes, we truly would appreciate it if you go in and give us a rating. Um, it will help other people find the show and it will help us improve the podcast. If you have any suggestions or comments or whatever, we truly want to hear your feedback. So uh, please, uh, if you wouldn't mind taking the time, we'd really, really love it. Um, we'd also like to thank Five Year Mission, uh, without whom we wouldn't have our awesome theme. Um, they are so gracious to let us use it every episode, and you can listen to their original songs based on classic Star Trek episodes online at fiveyearmission.net. And also would like to point out that we will be speaking with them soon, I believe, uh, yes. which will be fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be uh, great to uh, uh, hear from them how they actually decided to, to do this, because they've got so many uh, great songs of so many original series uh, episodes. So that'll be coming up in the in the future. Not sure when. We haven't nailed down a date, but we're looking forward to that. And they're working on new stuff too, which is great. We can't wait to hear it. And like them, we're also working on new stuff. So um, until next time, we will uh, see you with episode seven. Thanks so much for listening. All right, episode seven. Man, I, don't, I can't even contain myself. Wait, I can't wait till we're on episode 1701. Ha <laughs> ha. There you go. All right. Thanks everybody.
So I got the uh, the fever for more cowbell. Yeah, more cowbell. I want more cowbell. <laughs> I got I got I got Larry's email up with his stuff. I don't care. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I like it better when you're quiet. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I sound today? Fine. Why? You've been playing with your switches? Yeah. I don't get any echo. I hear myself, but it's not as yeah. distracting as it was before. Yeah. No, you sound fine. What are you, what are you drinking there? Hey. Butter pecan iced coffee. Oh, okay. I'm drinking them. Um... Oh, you're starting early. It's only three o'clock. <laughs> and since we jumped ahead an hour, it's really kind of only two for your body. So glad to see that the uh, you know the classes are helping. Yep, I hung up on him. I did. He deserved it. That jerk. Why do I work with this guy? I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Man, I better call him back. And he didn't answer. This is going to be the best outtake ever. You didn't even hear any of what I said. (laughs) I didn't. But no, what did you? What did you say, honey? I asked if you were playing with your switches. Oh (laughs) no, no, that's for you to. That's for you to do. I can't wait for this to be the the uh, the outtake on the podcast. Are you recording? Oh yeah. (laughs) 